Rivers Grace Church, building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Know, grow, go. To know him, to grow in him, to go with him. We are still in our sermon series, Hebrews. Jesus, the perfect priest, the superior sacrifice. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are thankful to be able to gather together here this morning to worship you by singing songs, and now we get to worship you by opening up your word. I pray as we do so that we can be encouraged in Jesus and what he means to us for our eternal future through the salvation that you have provided for us through his work. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray these things. Amen. Who remembers the Got Milk marketing campaign? It actually began in 1993. That's when the first ad actually ran. See, this campaign encouraged the consumption of milk. Specifically, this campaign was set out to encourage those ages 7 to 13 to drink more milk. Why? Well, according to this particular ad that you're, you're looking at, what does it say? It's kind of small. I'll, I'll share one little snippet. It says, calcium helps bones grow strong. That's right. Most of us know that, don't we? Calcium will help those bones grow strong. And if you're between the ages of 7 to 13, you need to start to develop strong bones. Brothers and sisters, do you know what makes us grow strong? It's really simple. See, God's word encourages us to grow strong. And according to God's word, it says this, you need milk, not solid food. However, it's both milk and solid food that aids our growth in Jesus. Which is why we've titled our sermon this morning, Got Milk. Got Milk. We're going to be in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. We must remember that last week, Greg encouraged us and he reminded us that Jesus is a priest who saves. We were also encouraged in that he does not need a sacrifice. We were encouraged to know that Jesus pleads with God. We were also encouraged by the fact that Jesus is moved by emotion and that he is our source, our lone source for eternal salvation. Today we're going to be challenged by just this right here. That simple question. Got milk? Challenged to realize this. Am I an infant? A pre-teen or a teen? Or am I a mature adult in Christ? Let's face it. 
We gather together because we are all believers. Now, that doesn't assume that we're all believers, but the purpose of the local church when the local church gathers together is to have an assembly of those who are believers. So if you have saving faith in Jesus, either you're an infant, a preteen, a teen, or you're actually mature in your walk with the Lord. So before we go any further, let's go ahead and get into our verses this morning. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. About this we have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from Evil. Let's put these four verses into one simple thought or sentence, and that would be this. The Word of God nourishes spiritual growth. The Word of God nourishes spiritual growth. Let's face it, you're not still considered an infant or a baby if you still consume milk. Because after all, what complements freshly baked chocolate chip cookies out of the oven? A cold glass of milk, a cold, ice cold glass of milk. We still all enjoy milk, don't we? At certain times, or maybe you are a cereal lover. The only problem is if it's milk only. See, what you hear today, we're not sitting here saying, like, you need to get off the milk entirely. You, you need to be lactose intolerant and go to solid food. That's not what we're saying. We may be saying that maybe some of you need to go back to milk and milk only for a time, but for the purpose of being able to complement your solid food with milk. You're going to find that you actually need both. It's just some of us have forgotten that we needed milk first. At some point, we must move beyond simple salvation truths. But unfortunately, some of us are still stuck on simple salvation truths. But even when we move on from simple salvation truths, we don't forget those truths. And those truths could be our milk. Disclaimer, remember this. Never forget. Never lose your appreciation for the gospel. Never lose your appreciation for the good news of Jesus Christ for hell-deserving sinners through the person and work of Him, Jesus. See, we start there. We can move on from there, but never forgetting where we come from. So as we get into our verses, let's be encouraged in as much. And when we look at verse 11, I just want to read verse 11 really quickly here. It says, About this we have much to say. And it's hard to explain since you have become dull 
of hearing. This is actually a direct reference to verse 10 from last week. See, God designated a high priest after the order of Mechizedek. Like Mechizedek, Jesus is not a descendant of Aaron. See, the priesthood had to be descendants of Aaron according to the law of Moses. But today we're not going to be getting into that. Why, some of you may be asking? Why aren't we going to get into the fact that Jesus is the high priest after the order of Melchizedek? Why aren't we going to get into the, the deeper weeds, shall we say? Well, quite simply, what does it say? We can't. Because we have become dull of hearing. It's why we asked the question at the beginning. To all of you, got milk? It's like those of us who have kids currently that are growing up, or we had kids. Maybe you're watching your grandchildren go through this. Pretty much all of us have done this. We do this. Right when you walk into Reese's room in, in our home and you look to the right, we have their heights marked. Every so many months, we measure how tall they are, and fortunately, they are on pace. They are continually growing month after month. And it's amazing to see their growth. It's amazing to see them mature. But what if you marked yourself on the wall with your spiritual growth? Like I would mark my child in their physical growth, and you didn't see any growth. Would you not be concerned as a parent? Would you not be concerned yourself on your own spiritual life if you just stayed at that same spot the whole time? See, the author of Hebrews is saying to us right now, you're not growing. Therefore, we're not going to talk about Melchizedek, the order from him to Jesus is quite frankly over your head. Now, some of you may be sitting here this morning saying, no, actually, it's not over my head. But let's face it. There are those of us here this morning that are going to say, yes, Jesus being the high priest after the order of Melchizedek is clearly over my head. It's like saying, according to the markings on the wall, your height is here when it should be here. That's basically what the author is telling us. It's like saying you must first know the who and the how before you can move on to the why. Brothers and sisters, so really, when you, when you evaluate yourself and the markings on your spiritual wall, how tall are you? Really? How tall are you actually? Are you growing? See, if your growth in Christ is questionable, ask yourself these questions. These are some simple questions that we could be asking ourselves. Ask yourself, is the Bible the joy and the delight of my heart? Do I love to meditate on God's Word? Do I find the word to be sweet to the taste? If the answer to any of these is no or 
a C, a C, as they would say in Espanol, which means so, so. Then listen closely to verse 12. Verse 12 says this. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. Let's break this down. Who should be teachers? Who is it that is actually qualified to be a teacher on the Word of God, the Bible? Well, if we look at verse 12, I think it's pretty obvious the conclusion that we will come to is that all believers should be teachers. All believers have an opportunity to share Jesus. All believers have an opportunity to share the good news with others. We are all called to be able to do this. But what is verse 12 saying? It's saying we ought to be doing this, but we're not. We're not doing this. Therefore, we need to go back to the milk and milk only before we can move on to the solid food. Unfortunately, and according to the markings on the wall, too, you haven't grown. Therefore, as it says, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. See, these basic principles are the who and how. The milk is the who and the how. The milk leads to Jesus. Jesus is who secured our salvation and he did it on the cross. That's the how. He was crucified, buried, and raised from the dead. Let's take some honest self-reflection then while we're talking about the who and the how before we get to the why. Let's just go back to last week. And and just be honest with yourself. Did you think that some of Greg's sermon was over your head? Be honest. Now, we're not talking that it was over your head because Greg did a terrible job of preaching the gospel last week. We're not saying that. In fact, my opinion is he did an excellent job of presenting God's word to us. But was it still over your head? Be honest with yourself. Because I have conversations with some of you. I know that it's over your head. It was over your head last week. It's why we're getting to what we're getting to today. It's the reason why we go verse by verse through the Bible. If some things went over your head, then remember what it says. You need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. The oracles of God. See, the Old Testament was a foreshadowing of the gospel that was revealed in the New Testament through Jesus. This is why we're asking the question, got milk? Again, do you first know the who and the how before moving on to the why? Do you have the who and the how down 
Pat enough to be able to move on to the why. So you can share Christ. So you can be the teacher that we're being told that we can be. Now, I understand that this is specifically written to a Jewish audience. But we're the church. We're the tip of the spear going first. This is for us as well. So do you have milk and chocolate chip cookies in your spiritual life? Or do you just have milk only? Everyone who lives on milk only, as it says, and this isn't my opinion, it says it right here, everyone who lives on milk only is unskilled in the word of righteousness. Church, you cannot teach, you cannot share a gospel that you do not comprehend. Could you leave here today with confidence and defend Jesus as our high priest? Ask yourself that question. Do you have the ability to defend Jesus as high priest? Now, some of you may be thinking to yourself like, whoa, let off the gas a little bit, pump the brakes here. I mean, you know, you're being a little aggressive with us this morning. There's a reason for this. I'll give you an example. I'll tell you why I could never, and I don't like using absolutes, but in this particular case, I'm going to use an absolute. The reason why I could never be Catholic is because of the official title for the Pope. See, the Pope's official title is Pontifex Maximus. And what that means is, translated from Latin into English, high priest. I don't know about you, but what we've been seeing here in Hebrews tells us somebody else is the high priest. Jesus. So, if there are religions of the world blaspheming the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, which is rather confusing to the everyday average Joe, and I claim to be a Christian, but I can't defend Jesus as high priest, I definitely can't teach I definitely am being called out. I'm definitely on milk only. Because the only thing I can say is Jesus died for my sins. I know the who and the how. I know that he died for my sins and was crucified, buried, and resurrected. But it ends there. I can't even go on to the why. J.V. McGee has this to say, and keep this in mind for some of us who may be being a bit convicted this morning. It's okay. It's okay. Especially for some of us who have maybe been participating in church activities for years. J.V. McGee has this to say, and it comes from a snippet titled, You Cannot Grow Apart from the Word of God. I just want to read you his sentiment. I don't care how active you are in the church. You may be an officer. 
You may be on every committee in the church. You may be a leading deacon or elder. I don't care who you are or what you are. If you are not studying the word of God, and if you do not know how to handle it, you are a little baby. It is tragic to occupy an office, a church office when you are just a little baby. You ought to come on and grow up. It is tragic that there are people who have been members of the church and have been saved for years, and they are still going around saying, goo goo gaga, goo goo gaga. They have nothing to contribute but little baby talk. All they want is to be burped periodically. Church, this cannot be us. Unknown future. An unknown future plus no discernment equals disaster. None of us know our future outside of our secured eternal salvation in Christ. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But if we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and we don't have the ability to judge, discern, we're heading for a disaster. And, and, and please, let me just help you with this. Stop telling people that they're judgmental if they're preaching and teaching the word of God. There's two totally different things here. There's judgment on somebody's salvation, and then there's spiritual judgment. The Bible tells us very clearly in 1 Corinthians 2 that we have every right as believers to judge spiritual things. In fact, if you don't judge spiritual things, you're living in the midst of the disaster that we're talking about. This world wants us to follow its pattern. That's biblical. Romans 12, 2. This world wants us to conform to its pattern. This world wants us to fit into its mold. But how can we distinguish good from evil if we do not know the gospel? We have to know the good news in order to know the difference between good and evil, and it's so simple. First we know the gospel, then we respond in obedience. Secondly, we learn Jesus as the lone high priest so we can share that truth with others. Responding in obedience is to gain experience. Sharing your faith is to live in harmony with God's will because after all, what do we say here at Villa's Grace Church? Know, grow, go. Go. Matthew 28, therefore, and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How can we share Christ if we don't even have the ability to know why it is that he is the high priest? We can't share Christ if we're not enjoying our freshly baked chocolate chip cookies without that cold glass of milk. We need both. But if we just have the milk alone, our spiritual height on the wall is still here when it should be here or here or maybe somewhere way up there. 
Church, we cannot forget where to find God's will. See, we find God's will right here. Historically, our fellowship of churches have always said, the whole Bible, nothing but the Bible. Another reason I'll share why I could never be Catholic. Because the Catholics believe the Bible plus their catechisms, their traditions that have been passed down. We believe in the whole Bible, nothing but the Bible, because we believe that the Bible is 100% inerrant. It's without error because it was written by God. He used men to pen his word. The Bible is also the solid food that we're looking for that goes so good with a cold glass of milk. Because when we know Jesus, when we know Him as our Lord and Savior, when we understand His death, burial, and resurrection and what that means for our sinfulness, it allows us to really enjoy and appreciate the solid food more. But we have to move on. So as Joe comes up, I just want to give nine metaphors that describe the Bible. Just some things that maybe you can write down that we could think of when it pertains to God's Word. See, God's Word as a metaphor could be looked upon, looked upon first and foremost as a mirror. It reflects our hearts and minds and it exposes our sinfulness. The Bible is a seed planted in the heart that produces life and fruit. See, that's where our judgment can come in. We can't judge life, but we can judge fruit. Are they producing fruit that's consistent with God's word? The Bible is living water. It's quenching and refreshing. The Bible is a lamp. It illuminates and guides. It's a sword that pierces and separates good from evil, precious metal that's more precious than gold and silver. The Bible is nourishing food, both milk and solid food, that produces growth in Christ. It's a fire that consumes and judges, a hammer that shatters our pride and our self-righteousness. Brothers and sisters, the world today the world that we live in today is all about forced compliance the world we live in today is all about forced compliance so when the world wants you to conform you will need to know your bible you will need a mirror to see the angles. You will need seeds for the famine that's coming. Living water for when rivers run dry. A lamp for the darkness. A sword for defense. Precious metal to spend in God's economy. Nourishing food for strength and growth and survival. Fire for purity before the coming judgment. And finally, 
a hammer to demolish our own self-pride and righteousness. Brothers and sisters, if this world and our country alike could save itself, we wouldn't need Jesus. Those who know they need Jesus got milk before they got solid food. But never forget, a cold glass of milk complements freshly baked chocolate chip cookies coming out that oven. And this brings us to this one final thought. And that thought is this. The spiritually mature know, that, know the who, how, and why of salvation has been revealed in Jesus. The spiritually mature know that the who, how, and why of salvation has been revealed in Jesus. Again, these four verses put into one sentence this morning, making our main idea, states this. The Word of God nourishes spiritual growth. Let's pray. Lord, help us to be a church that can encourage each other to not forget the basic oracles of your truth, but to also encourage each other to take on that solid food, move towards that spiritual growth in Christ. Help us share our faith in Jesus because we know who Jesus is. We know how he accomplished salvation, but most importantly, we know why. We can share the why. Let us be a church that is known for making disciples because we share our faith with others. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, look us up on our website, www.villasgrace.com or drop us a line via email, connect at villasgrace.com.